Persons listening to this show should experience varying degrees of euphoria and might radiate a warm glow of truth from their entire being. This phenomenon sometimes lasts hours after a typical brain massage. If you are listening with another Lights On listener and they begin to glow, don't be concerned. This is a phenomenon normally associated with Pastor Scheidbach's patented brain massage technique and merely means the truth has set them free. The devil beware. Pastor Scheidbach is on the air. Hello, I'm Dr. Scheidbach, pastor at the Lighthouse Baptist Church in Santa Maria, California, and your brain masseur. Get ready for your brain massage. Truth. Served here, flavored by delectable wit, delicious sarcasm, succulent sagacity, a gourmet meal for the mind. My friends, I would like to talk to you about aliens and spaceships today. So uh, uh, let's do a touch and go on top news stories before we get into that. Israel takes out another Hamas commander as fighting in Gaza escalates. And the United States House of Representatives, under the able leadership of our new speaker, Mike Johnson, passed the Israel aid package without attaching it to another increase in financial support for Ukraine. So far, promises made, promises kept. Way to go. And way to go, Bibi! Netanyahu says no to Biden's ceasefire even though the phony Biden administration tried to fool him (laughs) by calling it a pause. Well, it's just a pause. You know, it's not a a ceasefire. We're just going to (laughs) pause. Oh, my goodness. These these Biden people. Uh, Hey, hey, Biden, get off the pause and put some real pressure on those vile baby murdering terrorists to release the hostages. And then perhaps that doesn't really move a fella like you who believes it's a good thing and okay to behead babies as long as they're in the womb. Not much difference, right? So what about the latest effort to silence Trump? New York Attorney General Letitia James has dragged the president and his family into court, forcing him to defend himself against a charge of fraud, alleging he overvalued his New York properties and loan applications. In case you have not been following this, it's an obvious farce. First, the loans Trump secured were all paid back in full with interest. Second, if this idiot thinks Wall Street bankers and lenders do not check their loan documents, well, she's just stupid on top of being wicked. Now, no bank is going to let go of millions of dollars in loans unless they are confident the properties set forward as collateral are actually sufficient in value to cover their risk. Uh, the woman's scary, stupid. And it, it, here's what I mean. You, you add dumb to evil, and you get people that are the worst kind to have anything like power in, in, their, in, their, in their hands. Uh, she wields significant power as the New York State attorney. And that gives you this kind of, this kind of human rights abuse of an American citizen. Uh, what a macaroon, as uh, Bugs would say. And third, as I understand it, testimony was given in court showing Trump undervalued the properties. His brand alone could as much as triple their value. So one of his attorneys, Alina or Alina Haba, that name is Algerian, by the way, in a short presser on the steps of the New York court where the trial is going on, she just went off on failed and bitter gubernatorial candidate Letitia James. Remember that little run she made and lost? Who landed the New York State Attorney General job by promising to persecute Trump on behalf of the Stop Trump at Any Cost campaign, no doubt garnering plenty of deep state support and money. Anyway, Trump's attorney called Letitia out publicly for the fraud she's perpetrating on Trump 
and on the American people and on the citizens of New York, just costing them hundreds of thousands of dollars for a Anyway, those wicked, God-hating, America-despising, constitution-defying, human rights-denying, demon-possessed children of disobedience are trying to steal the voice of the American people. They, quote-unquote, always rule contrary to the will of the people. And you know who they is, right? (laughs) Well, they hate justice and judgment and equity. They pervert the law into a political weapon. They care for nothing but power and to protect it. They will glibly destroy their own house. I like that foolish woman Solomon talked about in Proverbs, who plucks down her own house with her hands, just like little boys who are would-be tyrants, you know, like Newsom. Remember, as mayor of San Francisco, he defied the will of the people of California and issued marriage licenses to homosexual couples in direct defiance against the vote of the California people, who voted to limit marriage to the union between one man and one woman. Newsom imagines himself to be the law. He's above it, you know self-righteous, arrogant man. He's above the will of the people. So we should not be surprised that as governor, Newsom defied the will of the people of California, who in 2016 voted to keep the death penalty on the books, but bully Newsom defied the people of California, abusing his authority by halting capital punishment in California. He was rightly accused of arrogance in the article titled Gavin Newsom's Death Penalty Overreach. Uh, He was accused of defiance of the voters and despite for the victims of 737 stone-cold killers in a Trump tweet by the California GOP of San Diego of thwarting the will of the California voter and by Los Angeles Times, George Skelton of kissing off California voters. In the article Capital Journal, Governor Gavin Newsom is developing a bad habit ignoring the will of voters. Then, surprise, surprise, a poll suddenly shows up two weeks after the avalanche of bad press that fell all over Newsom and his uh, hopes to run for president. And the poll was obviously contrived that, according to this, uh, this other Times article, this particular poll, quote, suggests his moratorium might be more in line with public sentiment than maybe even he expected or suspected. <laughs> oh, mercy. Yeah, okay, we'll ask the more than 500,000 Californians that have left the state in the last two years alone. And ask the way more than 700,000 who have fled between April of 2020 and July of 2022. Are you ready for this? Quote, the number of those leaving California surpassed the number of people moving in by more than 700,000. Now, do you understand what that means? That's astounding. Friend, it tells you the 700,000 is not the gross number that left, although it is gross. It's the net after your adjustment is made for those who came in. Anyway, while Gruesome Newsom is preening for dictators in China, trying to look presidential, uh, not even aware, if you saw that little meeting, that Xi Xi made him look like a, oh, an unwelcome little boy, like a cockroach in his way, somebody, somebody he wants to step on. So uh, let's get back to the only U.S. president Xi has, has really respected. That's Donald Trump. Here's an encouraging headline. Quote, Judge Aileen Cannon scolds Jack Smith in fiery order, end quote. Now, this is the judge overseeing the president's election interference. Uh, What's that? No, I don't mean Biden. You said the president. Okay. Well, that's because Trump is the president. Biden is not. He's a usurper. And he will be brought up on charges for election interference for sure. But not yet. I mean, the bogus trial Biden has ordered against Trump. Excuse me. There you go again. Keep interrupting me. 
I know you want me to get it right. That I, That's why I'm pausing to ask you what you're talking about. Uh, OK, well, maybe you don't know that Biden ordered this hit job on Trump. But uh, but I do. I know it the same way. I know two and two are four. I know it the same uh, way. Just use simple logic to figure it out. The same way everyone knows that Nixon ordered the Watergate break-in. The same way we all knew all along, pretty much, that the CIA plotted and carried out the assassination of JFK. Uh, the same way. Yeah. Okay. You get it. Good. Thank you. It's a plausible allegation that has not yet been proved. But every intelligent human being knows what's going on here. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> so the Biden Department of Injustice appointed special counsel Jack Smith, leading the Biden administration's scandalous attack on Trump's campaign and uh, thereby on all our liberties in an open and obvious effort to interfere with the 2024 election. Well, he's trying now to get a court to rule Trump interfered with the 2020 election. So we need to expand on what Bongino calls the Bongino rule. Whatever the Democrats are alleging is a revelation of what they are doing. And let's expand that to a rule of law, uh, right? That whatever the Democrats are alleging conservatives are doing uh, is admissible in court as a confession of their own crimes. <laughs> I wouldn't really go for that. I'm just saying. Anyway, the latest effrontery against justice by Mr. Smith is an effort to get the court to allow him to withhold certain documents obtained from Mar-a-Lago that he's using, in, in his case, as evidence against Trump. He's asking for permission to keep evidence he's using for conviction from the defendant. Oh. Thankfully, this crossed a line for that judge, and she rebuked Mr. Smith soundly. Thank you, judge. Talk about crossing lines. I'm looking at a picture of a young female field hockey player who plays for Swamp, Swamp Scott, Massachusetts. Big blue athletic, something like that. They played a team called, uh, or referred to as Dighton Rehoboth in, in Massachusetts. The uh, Swamp Scott team has a male player. Well, in the course of play, he knocked the teeth out of the mouth of a Dighton Rehoboth female player. He could have killed her. Now, all the lines are being erased, my friends. The line between male and female is gone. And with it went the line between justice and injustice. A guy can play on a girl's team if he decides he's a girl. And the wicked slack-jawed traitor and oath-breaker Merrick Garland can appoint a special prosecutor, persecutor, to trample all over Trump's civil and constitutional rights if he decides it's an act of justice to make sure his boss, Biden, gets elected. That's about as imaginative as a boy who decides he's a girl. In a society where gender is what you decide it is, justice also is whatever you decide it is. A word on China. When I watched Xi greet Newsom, it was so obvious he had zero respect for that little twerp, that little would-be dictator. Clearly, it was an annoyance to even be in the room with... Look, I have no respect for this guy, Governor Newsom. Are you kidding me? But you look at Xi's body language and visage. It was all like, why am I meeting this guy? I'll bet whoever got paid off for arranging that meeting is going to hear, is going to hear about it anyway. Did you know that Xi Jinping Pong, had Winnie the Pooh banned in China? Yeah, the Chinese people were comparing Xi to Winnie, and he didn't like that. So that's what you do when you are a real dictator. 
you have the awesome power to ban Winnie the Pooh. Must have made G feel like a real man. Big guy. No doubt Newsom is taking notes. But something is happening in China. The COVID restrictions were especially onerous and stringent there, as you know. And the ban on Winnie, well, that just crossed the line. On Halloween in Shanghai, the Chinese people took to the streets and used the opportunity to dress in, in costumes that mocked the authorities in China. That's kind of unusual there, you know. Got to be careful. The people went to the streets in costumes depicting state health officials mocking the COVID test swabs, pretending to be swabbing the nostril of a dinosaur. Somebody dressed up in a dinosaur. Making a mockery of the COVID lockdown measures. Some others were wearing Winnie the Pooh costumes. How's that? Some were wearing death masks with a COVID edict hanging over their faces. One was in a costume mocking the surveillance state of Chinese Communist Party-controlled China. It was all lots of fun till the police showed up and busted up the party. They did not show us any state violence perpetrated upon these protesters, but it is Shanghai after all. And as you know, the city has a long history of using deceptive tricks and intimidations and violence to turn free people into slaves. That's why they came up with the expression, you've been Shanghai. The Chinese Communist Party has Shanghai China. What an interesting place for a little liberty movement to start breaking out. Oh, and don't let RFK fool you, or don't let him Shanghai your vote. He was and really is all in for the Green New Deal. Speaking of AOC's Green New Deal, he said, quote, I think the Green New Deal is important. It's good. We ought to be pursuing it. And he said, I believe we should use market mechanisms like carbon taxes, end quote. All right, my friend, hold on to the break. When I get back, we're going to talk about extraterrestrials and spaceships. And I'll show you what the Bible says about all this. And you're going to be surprised. I'll be right back. Masks don't protect against viral infection. In fact, they make matters worse, and they signal surrender of your bodily autonomy to the government. If you insist on wearing one, make sure it's white, because you're raising the white flag of surrender to oppression. Does the Bible support a government mask mandate? Government did not create our body, and it does not have the authority to regulate our right to breathe. They say follow the science, but scientists disagree about public masking. The Bible speaks of science falsely so-called. We should indeed follow true science. This book examines mask mandates from science and the Bible. 964 scientific articles examined, zero support for masks, and scriptures make it clear. Government authority is limited. It doesn't have the right to interfere with our natural right to decide medical interventions or inalienable rights God has endowed to every human being. Science says the masks don't work. The scripture says government has no authority to interfere with your right to breathe. Get 20% off at booklocker.com using this discount code. Save 20. Let my people breathe. Unmasking the mask controversy with science and the scripture is also available at barnesandnoble.com, walmart.com, amazon, and elsewhere. Go to godswar2020.com. Satan wants you to believe the world belongs to him and that you, Christian, have no say and no place in it. But the secret is out. Jesus is king and all mankind are his subjects. Satan has no right to rule an inch of territory in the earth. Learn how to claim the earth for Jesus Christ. Get God's War, Why Christians Should Rule the World. Go to GodsWar2020.com. The Devil Beware. Pastor Scheidbach is on the air. Hello and welcome back. I'm Dr. Scheidbach, pastor at the White House, your brain masseur, 
and Paul Revere's Lantern Lighter. Lighting the lamps in the church belfry arch, singling the enemies on the march, an enemy that would steal from us our liberties. I received a link to a video of a guy purporting to have received the testimony from a former black ops CIA agent who worked within the CIA in a division so secret, not even the president was read into their activities. They had zero civilian oversight and zero accountability to anything outside their own little bureaucracy there. In other words, they conducted their operations with total, he called it absolute, autonomy. This particular operative, who called himself Joseph Spencer, described how he was recruited and trained to become what he said the CIA called a man in black. Now, now wait, don't start snickering. How many old sci-fis have you watched and you've now noticed the striking resemblance to what's going on in this country right now? I'm just saying. Uh, don't, don't stop listening. This gets really interesting. He talked about being drugged with LSD, heroin, mescaline, sodium pentothal. In other words, they pretty much fried his brain. I suppose they gave him some other more serious training, but he doesn't mention it. He tells us he was assigned to work with the collection of alien technology and enforcement and protection of the Eisenhower Treaty with the Greys. What? <laughs> I'll bring you into that just a little bit more in a moment. Remember, that's what ufologists call the extraterrestrial beings from another unnamed planet who travel here by spacecraft, abduct humans to conduct experiments on them. What Mr. Joseph Spitzer tells us, when he went to the academy, he discovered about one-third of the recruits there were alien-human hybrids, and he could identify them by the fact they had no white in their eyes, all black. But then a picture of one of these hybrids had spooky, weird eyes, but there was some white there, so, I, you know. Many such inconsistencies show up in these stories, by the way. The purpose and mission of the space invaders varies, but that is accounted for by the testimony of one who said uh, they will tell you anything to get whatever it is they want from you. But at the end of the day, what they want is the population of the planet to be brought down to about 800 million. Now, from about, well, a little over 8 billion, that would be something like a 95% reduction. Uh, you could go here to view the under 15 minute video link in my notes. And this article has a lot of other links you might like uh, looking at. The basic narrative has been around for a very long time, beginning with, we're not alone, to space aliens seeded the Earth with humanoids and claimed to be our creator. It goes in different directions from there. Earth is a farm tended by space aliens who harvest energy from the release of anguished souls in death. This is how they explain suffering. Our suffering enhances the energy released to our quote-unquote creators when we die. The greys, you know. Triangle-shaped faces with large foreheads, very thin chin, with long, lanky bodies, about six to seven feet, I think, with arms so long their fingertips reach below their kneecaps. They usually have three fingers and a thumb, long nails, you know, you've seen the pictures. They flit about space in ships that zoom through the stars at speeds of light, and, uh, and they come from other planets, usually from another universe, sometimes from another dimension. Well, I guess so long as we're useful to them and feed them sufficient human energy, they will have an interest in keeping us, you know, much like a farmer has an interest in keeping his crops, you know. But for some reason, not explained, they want a huge crop reduction. They want the population to be reduced by 95%. Huh. 
And the deal that has been made between the government elites and these greys is that we will carry out this depopulation program ourselves. Uh, that, uh, that's why AIDS was invented, we're told, in a lab here in America. Fauci wasn't mentioned directly as having something to do with it, but he does look rather like a lizard man, you know. <laughs> Maybe he's a hybrid human. Of course, this is odd how the AIDS thing impacted the gay community almost exclusively. And by the way, continues to be a gay life-related uh, lifestyle affliction, by the way. You don't hear much about it, but that's true. Along with many others, you should uh, take note here. Very unhealthy lifestyle. It was so exclusive to the homosexual community, it was at first named GRIDS, Gay-Related Immunodeficiency Syndrome. But according to Spencer, actually, AIDS was designed to reduce the general population. Uh, and he says it worked so well, they plotted to make a super flu bug uh, that it turned out to become COVID later. We understand. There really was nothing particularly new here. At least I've heard various versions of the same narrative for many, for many years and many times over those years. That's all discussed in the alien plot, or I think he called it the alien agenda. And here's the article linked in my notes. In short, Mr. Spencer, whom you presume is the one speaking, but it seems to flip at the end and you realize the guy you're watching is actually reading the testimony of someone else. Anyway, Spencer is represented as testifying of personal encounters with the Greys, a name given by ufologists to the aliens they claim entered into a treaty with American President Dwight Eisenhower in 1954. Really? The agreement was that in exchange for advanced technology to give us military superiority, we would keep quiet about the existence of the aliens among us and allow them to abduct humans for experiments without interfering with their operations. So they are having trouble getting population growth under their control. You know, after all their efforts, it just keeps growing. According to this guy, they tried to kill us with fluoride. They tried to kill us with chemtrails. They're trying to kill... But the population just keeps expanding. And so CCP is, a, is China is a model here for population control. And finally, uh, they want to get to a place where they can simply set a limit on age and kill the excess population at will. And, you know, a sort of final solution program for a global overpopulation. One of the technologies we have is uh, holographs. And, uh, and, th and these, are, he says, have become so profoundly real looking you literally cannot distinguish them from reality or from a physical object. According to Spencer, the plan is to have population under control of a one world government by 2030 where they can just kill off excess population at will. And in 2024, they're supposed to be staging a, a major world event that will collapse all of the nations into, global, into a global government. And that event, he says, will be a holographic illusion of a massive space invasion that will be projected in the sky. Now, of course, holographs can't do anything kinetically. So physical aircraft equipped with highly advanced missiles, perhaps stuff we've not even seen yet, laser beams, stuff like this, and other ordnance, will be hidden within the holographs. And these will attack, these will be physical machines that will attack the major cities of every country in a coordinated assault. Uh, so the people of the world will believe we have been invaded by aliens from space and that we've been taken over or enslaved by the aliens. You know, George Orwell scenario comes to mind. A one world government will emerge, we're told, with the power to totally control all of Earth's resources and to use force 
to control all mankind, deciding everything for them, including when and how they will die. Okay, so here's the thing. A whole lot of this nonsense is true. (laughs) I mean, there is a plot to depopulate the planet. We know that. The elites are fully invested in that idea. But the overall narrative is nonsense. However, there is actually even a great deal of truth in, in that. For example, there are spirit entities that are attempting to invade the planet and take over mankind and use them to implement and carry out the will of their leader in this earth. And these are malevolent against mankind and desire to reduce the population to uh, almost zero, at least down to a sufficient number to serve as slaves to these entities that they can control absolutely. The spirit entities are called devils and their master is the devil or Satan. And there are also benevolent spiritual entities that are present to resist this effort on the behalf of the true creator and on the behalf of mankind. And that's the creator is the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The leader of these spirit entities is none other than the Holy Spirit who inhabits believers and works with and through them to resist the devil and his devils and the humans they occupy and control. These spirit entities do use ships to travel through space. They have vehicles. Ezekiel saw the chariot of God. Remember in Ezekiel 1, chapter 10, Elisha helped his servant to see what he could see, the the angels of God surrounding Dothan, protecting them from the Syrian army that surrounded them. And what he saw was a ring of chariots of fire between them and that Syrian army. Chariots of fire. So there are extraterrestrial beings out there. Uh, that are angelic or spirit beings with, with spiritual vehicles and things that are actually real. You know, the spirit, spirit reality is as real as physical reality. It's just different in its nature. But it's every bit as real, perhaps even more real. The physical stuff's going to burn away. And, and also there are creatures that have a correspondence to those that live on the earth, but they're extraterrestrial. They originate and exist off this planet. But they can visit this planet. For example, there are horses in heaven. Yeah, and cre- read Revelation 19. And creatures called cherubim with faces and hands and wings and so on, those assigned to the throne of God, the four cherubs, have four faces, a lion, an ox, an eagle, and a man. Now, these surround the Creator's throne, and the Creator made these creatures on the earth as well. All of these correspond to creatures on the land and in the air of this planet called the earth. None represent the creatures of the sea. That's interesting. Well, guess what? It just so happens that there is another cherub talked about in the Bible, and he was called the covering cherub in Ezekiel 8, uh, 28. And it, he is identified as Lucifer in Isaiah 14, who is Satan. And that creature is called Leviathan in Job 41. And Psalm 74, 14, 104, 26, Isaiah 27, 1. And this is a sea creature. In fact, he's like the, the main power of the sea. And at one time, he was among the four that surround the throne. Only this one covered it. He was the covering cherub. He also is the creature that covets dominion of the earth. And he works to transform himself into an angel of light, usurping the place of God in the lives of mankind. You see, he wanted the image and likeness of God. But God gave it to man instead. So Satan desires to subordinate man out from under the true God and make himself the man's God. So isn't that interesting? You see, there's not a single storyline man has ever conceived that did not originate in the Bible. Did you know there are seven basic plots in literature and every one of them have roots in the Bible? Now, some will say six, 
But every one of these crazy space alien stories are betrayed at some point as a lie. Somewhere they will give it up, like when they claim these beings are mankind's creator. Stuff like that. But not one of these narratives is original. Every single one of them is created from storyline threads that are pulled from the Bible, separated from it, and then woven into a fabricated yarn. I'm going to address all of this Sunday morning during my adult Bible study at 9.30 a.m. at the Lighthouse. Come on by, have a cup of coffee on me, enjoy some worship with us, and let's get into this more deeply. My messages this Sunday are going to be relevant and essential for every believer who is seeking a divine intervention into the mess we've made of America to save this one nation under God, before we all start having to learn Mandarin. All right, my friends, I've lit the lamps in the church belfry arch. You let me know you see they're on. Email me by going to our website, brainmassage.net. That's brainmassage.net. Find the contact button and send me an email. You can leave me a message on our listener response hotline by calling 805-314-2114. God bless you, my dear friends. God bless America. God save America. And I'll see you in church. <laughs> 